Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. To all you to all you numbers people out there, I'd just like to apologize for my extreme exaggeration. Uh, 50 57.3 is not 58%. It's not even close. I don't know what I was thinking in it. I just want to say I'm sorry to all the mathematicians out there that are listening. Yes. Never I'll never make a mistake like that again. I'm sorry. Apology God. accepted. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, cause they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny. Which no one can deny. Episode 24, Friends and Rivals podcast coming at ya. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. With me as always are Stephen Wojtowicz. Bill Fouger. Bill Fouger. Billy's here twice. We have soundboard Bill. Is he here? Soundboard Bill, are you here? Minus 167. No, that's, but I saw your <laughs> lip moving. That's not soundboard. Bill. That was awesome. That was real Bill doing soundboard Bill. That was, I couldn't tell. That's like watching the guy who invented the iPhone take a call on his iPhone. You, you make a really good point. But, but be, before we start, before we get into anything tonight, I suck. There's a very, very special shout out to Nick's cousin, Matt. He is the best listener of the Friends and Rivals podcast. And I just want to say, hey, what's up, pal? I suck. That's for you. Nick's cousin, Matt. I suck. Not only that, <laughs> Matt, I have something very special I want you to say rock, to you. buddy. I'm very sorry for the way I treat Tom and all other Ranger fans. You really do have my deepest respect and I look forward to the rivalry with the Devils as the seasons go on. Oh, boy, did the Rangers have another week. I hope this is like the last time, well, probably the last time, <laughs> there's something bad that we talk about the Rangers for until the beginning of next season, at least. My goodness gracious. All right, so last we, you left us, um, we were reading the statement to everybody and wondering what was going to come of it. But let me give you a little timeline on the Ranger season to put everything into perspective. Okay. So you had some pre, we had some preseason expectations here, right? We all knew the size was going to be an issue, but they had a pretty balanced young team. So we didn't th think much about the playoffs this year. Playoffs were kind of an after an afterthought, never really thought they would make the playoffs this year, but they had a decent chance at it. So if they didn't make the playoffs, I don't think anybody's going to sweat that and chalk it up as a developmental year for everybody. Develop the kids. I mean, that was that was the thing to do. Gordon, JD, they did all the right moves. What are there any moves? I mean, besides Jack Johnson, right? But at the time, you, you, the writing was on the wall with Martin coming over from Pittsburgh and having him on defense, all that, all that jazz. But I don't think there was any bad moves or moves out of the ordinary that that JD and Gordon have done in the past year, in this past offseason for that. <laughs> Nick, you, you do have a mute button, buddy. You do. I, I mean, it's, it's, a little, it's a little button that says mute. <laughs> professional people use that when they sneeze. They call it sneeze button. I think I think Nick's brains are on the wall back there. Do you see them? That was a quality sneeze, by the way. Rangers nonsense. Oh, geez. Woo. Where was I before I was interrupted? That they, they there was no sucking moves. off JD and Gordon, and now great they were. Well, look, and but, but they didn't make bad moves. They made the right moves for the team. They made the right moves. They they got the right assets. Lafreniere was 
consensus number one overall pick, that's who you take. You take that guy. I mean, with besides Jack Johnson and the cap constraints that they had for this year, I think they did a, a pretty decent job with with the uh, with the roster. I felt the coach was safe no matter what happened this year, and and that that proved itself to be true. Um, and they were expected to fall somewhere between fourth and sixth in the East. And I think those were the preseason expectations. And I don't understand how James Dolan had different expectations than that. How, how did he have different expectations than all of those things that we have covered and that all the other professional beat writers covered prior to that? How can he just assume that this team, albeit they may have had the talent to make the playoffs, this wasn't a team that was going to make the playoffs this year. I mean, they could have backdoored it, but I don't know. I, I, think, I think you said it all when you said the name of the guy. It's James Dolan. Of course, the expectations weren't real. Um, but just getting back to the roster, maybe it's deals that they didn't make that that got them fired. You know, maybe at the trade deadline, they could have made a deal for a couple of big bodies. You know, just, tra- just trade away low-level prospects or minor leaguers and try and get a minor leaguer or, or a fringe NHLer from somebody else who's a big body that could stand up to a Tom Wilson. Yeah, but, they, but they had that guy in Hartford, Grierson or whatever his name was. They had him in Hartford. They had him ready to go. So like they, they had, I think they had the body. But it's, it's make a very interesting point. I, I don't know if I, I, I gave that much thought about maybe it was the move that they didn't make that really was, was the underlying issue. But now let's take a, a look at the season, right? We had the Hank buyout. We had the short camp with no preseason games. I mean, that affected everybody. Why would they do that? I, I don't know. I, I don't get it either. Mika had the COVID um, in, to, to start the year. Then, you know, you got the whole Tony D'Angelo fiasco with, with Georgie. Then Putin put out a hit on, on Panarin. Igor's leg almost fell off. Lemieux was traded to, 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 to the LA Kings. Then the whole Tom Wilson thing happened, right? And that Tom Wilson thing started the entire, started the statement. Now, last week, I really wasn't too sure about a couple of things. One thing I wasn't sure of was that JD and Gordon had nothing to do with the statement that went out. It was, it came from the desk of Dolan and the marketing people, and they sent it out without JD and Gordon knowing. Is it possible that JD and Gordon, you know, you know, uh, maybe, um, what the fuck am I trying to say here? Separate themselves from the statement so far that Dolan was like, you guys are a bunch of fucking pussies. Did it come out that they had no part of the statement before they were let go? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't I think don't it did. I don't think time, it was right? until after the statement came out where it was like, right. JD, yeah, that they didn't well, have any part of it. A lot of things came it out. It was quick. It was quick, Wednesday. too. A lot of things came out last Wednesday. I think I was in shock when I heard that Gordon and JD um, were, were let go. I thought well, they've done a great job. I, can't, uh, I, I think it can't be something with regards to the talent they put together no they, to be... they have acquired the talent but they didn't yeah. acquire protection they didn't acquire protection for the superstars and I, I that's what they got fired for they got fired for not acquiring that person is that is that really a fireable offense to not get a guy in like two years who can deal with a, a, a someone like a tom wilson or you know supposedly the you know the series with the aisles in you know, in the beginning of, or beginning of, or beginning of May, end of April, 
they both they got shut out two games in a row against Isles, got hit, out hit. And apparently that was one of the things that was rumored to be a one of the final nails in the coffin to the, to the, the two of them being in, in the uh, in their spot. But I mean, this was not a season they were they should have gone. I, to I playoffs. agree. I, I don't agree. get it. And in I mean, any other organization, organization, I should say, organization. Coach would be the coach would be the first one to go. Yeah, I mean, look, it, that makes sense, and you know, we we could talk about the coaching thing, you know, uh, plenty. But uh, I, there's a lot of guys that are open now, and you know, with, with Drury coming in, and we'll see how that all turns out. If he decides to go a different direction, or if he stays same, same, uh, same guy, but I mean, I don't understand it. I think the team's got the the, the ability to make the next the next leap, but I, I, I mean, this is a stacked division. No, and I, mean, I, I and agree wholeheartedly with that. And not all of these guys that they've drafted, all these talented guys, are going to be on the yeah. roster. This is you use some of these guys to get the other players that that you need to fill out your roster sure. to get the depth guys to get those. But it was very interesting at the Drury press conference. He said there was no expectations to make the playoffs this season. So what the hell was Dolan all fired up about? I, I, I think it wasn't the. I don't think it was the playoff thing. I think it was like a knee jerk reaction, emphasis on jerk when it's Dolan that about you know them looking bad and in, in missing the playoffs, about them not being competitive in those couple of games against the Islanders. It just I mean they just had their heads just buried in those games, and then. To, to let that thing happen with Panarin and and uh, not have the kind of toughness to retaliate. I, I think he felt like there was egg on, on his face and and that's just the kind of person you're dealing with there. I mean, that's what makes it so challenging to have a, a, a good franchise under bad ownership. Yeah, no, and, and look, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, in fact, I, I agree with you 100%. I do think this was an emotional reaction to the last two to three weeks of the season. And it was purely reactional i don't care what dolan said in his statement that his interview with with the post with larry brooks i i, I don't care what he says it was absolutely oh, he's reactional and uh, no doubt but there's other things in jury's press conference that kind of stick out to me right there's no timeline for the rebuild to be over even though dolan thinks it's over and it's time to take the next step um and the changes that jury said won't be too drastic well now wait a minute in the you, you have you agree with them, right? It's it is time to take the next step in the rebuild. I do. I do. So you agree with Dolan in that sense? No, there looks listen to me. There's there's a bunch of things that I agree with Dolan about. I, I agree that there we should have had more size on this team and not gone out there with you know three lines of just you know playmakers. There was no size. So then you the agree it's on the so then you agree it's on the GM and the and the president that they but, didn't assemble the roster. But that wasn't what this, this year was that wasn't this what this year was supposed to be, though. This this year was all about developing the kids and making sure that they were ready to go for when we actually started the next step. And yeah, I think I think out, here they are. Figure out what talent you have, and then you start filling in the the holes. You know, like then you start dealing from that strength if it's a strength that you're developing, and, and saying, okay, we we're we're overloaded with playmakers. It's now it's time to get this gritty guy, this mucker that's going to go in the corners and, and help us out, or or this or, or this yeah. defenseman with this skill set, etc. Yeah, I, I I again, you're taking the words right out of my mouth there, Bill. I I agree with you, and I I just don't get it. I think this was just, but. You took the words right out of his mouth. 
<laughs> it must have been while you were kissing him. It's meatloaf. Okay. Uh, right. So now that Steve is, is muted. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, no, no, not a problem whatsoever. But look, J JD, I always have a, a soft spot for JD in my heart ever since he was a broadcaster for the Rangers. I don't go back to all, you know, his playing days, but um, like he was, he was part of that, that, Common, he was the commentator when I first started watching the Rangers, and you know he was a, a big part of of my early fandom with the Rangers. was was a lot of JD and was a lot of Sam Rosen. So um, I I always had a soft spot for him, but I just think that Dolan thinks both those guys are big bunch of pussies, and that's why they got fired. Do you that's think it. that that they had a at some point had a conversation about? what steps they were going to take in the off season. I, and I think Dolan didn't agree have... with, and Dolan didn't agree with the roadmap that they had in mind. Yeah. But this, and you look at this off season, I mean, all bets are off when it comes to this season. Like they did, they just signed uh Lindgren to a, to an extension, which I think is solid money for a solid defensive for, for a solid defenseman on your, your number one pair you had about 24 to $30 million in cap space to work with for like three players. I don't think they had anything to do with, you know, the uh, discussions. I think it had to be completely knee jerk. Yeah. You know, but they had to have like, some sort of, of here. they had to have some sort of outline about what they were going to do this off season, who their targets were going to be and, and what they wanted to do. I'm sure they had to have, but I'm yeah, in, yeah, but like a business, like this is a business, right? Dolan runs like a business. He, he doesn't care what they, their plan was. He's moving on already. He made the decision. He's like, nope, I don't care. We're moving on. I want more guys that can beat the shit out of the other team. I want to go back to the, you know, uh, the Flyers and Devils and Rangers, you know, rivalries with all the, the big hitting and, you know, the, the gritty guys and go in and, and uh, knock each other around and, and outbattle the other team. I mean, that's the way it seemed like to me is that he doesn't give a shit about, you know, having the, the team that's that skilled uh, because he's, they, they're not, they're not going to be able to, I guess, have enough room or space to, to, to be able to operate in this, um, in this division, which maybe, but, you know, to Steve's point, you know, you fill it or it was maybe in Bill, I'm sorry, but it was basically you fill those guys in, right? You don't, you don't spend, you know, like, look at, look at all this time looking for uh, a, a uh, Casey Sezikis or Clutterbuck, you know, you, you get those guys as they come in that you just, you fill in those roster spots because you, you need the, the big, uh, you know, the big sp uh, money spenders you, or the, the big, um, what's it called? Superstars there spent, you spend all your money on there. Those guys are the guys you got to go get and you can't, they don't grow on trees. You get them from the draft, you get them through maybe an Eichel who's trying to get the fuck out of, uh, boss of uh, yeah, but Eichel doesn't solve Boston. my problem with size and grit and all that other shit. Uh, he's some size problems, some size things. He's, he's oh, not yeah. a small no, guy. You, you, were, you were gonna say it. he does have size problems. I agree. <laughs> but, but look, and I, I texted you guys earlier this week, right? I, I said there's a couple of names that I want you guys to look out for. Blake Coleman, who's an unrestricted free agent, I think he's he would be a solid third line guy. Mark Scheifele is another big body that could fill out your top six. That's going to cost you some assets because he is under contract. Blake Coleman is a free agent. And then I would target Nick Bonino to be my third line center next year and be that face-off specialist. You think I mean, Shifley now would be starting, available? Now you're starting to fill out the roster. But yeah, I think Lee Bonino is a free agent. Um, no, Shifley. Shifley is under RFA, contract right? for the next three years. But 
he's what 28 years old and he's only making six point something that's a great contract yeah he's only he's he's making 6.125 for the next uh for the two three years after after this year and so what's the thought why why would winnipeg be moving him yeah they're in cap hell Ah. they are they're they're over the cap substantially right now um, with some some guys who are uh, on long term IR, and Brian Little is set to come back next year, and that's, they're going to add five million dollars already onto their eighty five million dollar payroll. So they're going to have to start moving people, and there's going to be some casualties out there, cap casualties for, off of good teams with really good players. This is the time for them to use their asset management to go and get those players. Larry Brooks, if you didn't read the post, that's the the article that's going to come out tomorrow. Matthew Kachuk is a name on his list that yeah, 23 years old, making $7 million. And he's only going to be a restricted free agent after the next two years after making $7 million. I mean, he, that's a, that's a perfect guy in the perfect situation for New York, but it's going but, to cost but, you a ransom higher than it would cost you to get Eichel. Where does he go when that contract is up? Where does, where does that salary go from 7 million to what? Uh, it could be and nine. Then you got to start thinking about you're gonna now you're gonna have Lafreniere coming off an entry level deal. You're yeah, gonna have for Fox the next to years, resign. You're gonna have shit. Miller to resign. I, I agree, but if I but that's if I how you get Eichel, yourself in cap hell though. That's how you I get trade, yourself in cap hell by saying I don't give a shit. But if I trade for Eichel, that's two more million. That's four more million dollars over the next two years. I have to worry about paying him. But you're gonna trade so away money in the process. Are you? We don't we look, we don't know. We're gonna try and trade away money and make the money work and do all those things, but it might just be salary dumps. There was there was talks that you know in the deal with Kachuk, maybe we take um Lucic's contract back as a way as a way to kind of make it a little bit more palatable and give give the flames a little bit more cap space. But but look, this is all off-season stuff that we're gonna talk about at nauseum i'm sure because we're not definitely to talk about um <laughs> but about how to fill out the roster and what they're going to do and we're going to you know it's going to be a very interesting off season for the rangers and and you know they got they got cap space to work with and it it's time to fill out the roster with some some guys who can play a little physical and luckily i mean those guys don't cost as much as the superstars right which is a good Whoa. thing. And I mean, you're trading away young, good assets. You're gonna, and look, the Rangers are going to lose someone they don't want to lose either. They're going to lose a, a Capo Caco. They're going to lose a Keandre Miller. They're going to lose a, um, a Jones. So we don't know. We don't know who they're going to lose, but they're going to lose someone that they don't necessarily want to eat. Caco is exempt. If you're saying for the expansion draft, he's I'm a, yeah. in, a, I'm in, a, in a trade for one, oh, of, okay. for one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, they're okay. going to lose somebody that they don't want to lose. The, the expansion draft, I dude... That's going to really be a whole other. That week. we're going to lose. That we're going to lose Julian Gauthier. I think we'll be okay. Okay. I think we'll be okay. So or seems, Brett Howden. So, so just to just to follow up, it seems like the de- the the Devils' philosophy is the same thing as the Rangers' philosophy, but two years behind. Right. Fitzgerald has said you draft and acquire young, talented players, let them develop, and then when the time comes, you fill in that roster with the grit, the heart and soul, the tough to play against players. And it seems like that's where the Rangers are at. Yeah, I think they're at that cusp. I think they're at, the, at that turning point. I do agree with you. You guys had the benefit of having a Zabinajad and a Buchnevich who were a little bit older. And a Panarin. That Panarin and a Panarin, deal, right. Panarin deal was... Right, those guys... Up the camel's back and put us over the hump. 
it's ready to it's ready to roll time with them. I I do agree with you, but I don't. But look, your 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 top two centers is Zabinajet and Strom. Strom has proven that he can play with Panarin, he can play without Panarin on the Rangers, and the Rangers really like him. I don't have any issues with Zabinajet and Strom as my top two centers going into next year and into this, into foreseeable future. I. I I don't know what all the excitement is about Jack Eichel and how he would fit on this team. You already have two centermen who fit in well with this team. Why, why jeopardize that? Why jeopardize the locker room? Why, why do all that stuff? So is there's a line Cohen can, can have another superstar at center. There's a line in the, the Steve jobs movie that uh, Aaron Sorkin wrote and Steve jobs says, I don't want B players on my team, B players, take up space for A players. And I want A players on my team. So if you can upgrade from Strom to Eichel. Oh, who's Strom? Like he's Strom on a guitar? Strom, Strom. Like Strom Bully? Right. I'm fucking starving. We got any Strom Bullies? Stuff your face. Oh, stuff your face. If you could talk about stuff your face for the day. If you could up. Not the one in New Brunswick, but the one in East Brunswick. Who were you talking about that one to? Lauren and I were talking about that with, with somebody. I forgot who the hell we were talking to. Uh, anyway, sorry. So if you can upgrade from Strom to Eichel as your second line center, that's a no-brainer. As much as you like Ryan Strom, you'd like Jack Eichel as your second line center a little bit more. Okay. So we all can agree that Matt Barzell is a superstar in this league, right? Can all agree upon that? I think, uh, I think he's pretty close. Yeah. I, I think he's pretty close, too. Well, he's no good. <laughs> hey, can never have can never have a consensus in this group. Billy. Can he's never have a a unified front. <laughs> well, look, no, Ryan, no Strom, Ryan Strom played all fifty six games, had fourteen goals, thirty five assists, and forty nine points. Okay, noted. And my internet's a little slow, so Matthew Barzell threw fifty five and played fifty five games this year, had seventeen goals and twenty eight assists for forty five points. Well, then Strom's clearly the better player. Well, no, he just had he had equal number of points as a superstar in the league. More than more than he had four more points than than Barzell did. Goes back to my point. Barzell's just too fast. He's too fast for this league. He and and he's he just he's just not under enough control because he's just blowing by everybody way too quickly. I mean, and he had he had one less point than Zibanejad did. Is is Ryan Strom not a a first line caliber playmaking center in this league? And why? And give me a reason why. Uh, no, I don't think anybody's saying he's not. Nick is. Oh, he's not. <laughs> Nick player. Is. Well, <laughs> he's a good player. Okay, no, but, no. but for but look for a second line center. Yeah, he was because second line Zibanejad, center. Top end. Zibanejad is clearly top your number end. one center, number one line, number one center yeah. is Mika Zibanejad. But for your number two centerman having forty nine points on the season, okay, uh, I'm I'm pretty good. Well, with him. Who who do, you, who do you play with all season? Panarin. And when Panarin wasn't here, he played with a, a, a list of guys and he performed equally as well with those other guys when 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 Panarin wasn't here. What's a big a big nine, ten games? A big difference, I was gonna say, is, is the goals and assists. That's that's my thing with if I look at it, you know. He has three less guys. goals than Barzell did. Am I looking at? Am I looking at the wrong fucking stats? Probably. Strom had 14 goals and Barzell had 17. Goals, He's looking right? at Ryan yeah. Strom stats. Yes, uh, you're looking oh, at Ryan Strom. It's, it's Ryan Strom. <laughs> Ryan Strom. I'm sorry. Oh, 
But anyway, I was John Moldy, suck your gonna, face. How do we do this again? <laughs> yeah, my point, my points, my points argument is gonna be is gonna be is invalid. But I was gonna say I watched the two of them play pl- plenty. Um, Strom is a good player. He, he's solid, dude. He's a top end. He's the number two a center. He's not gonna do well in a first line position unless he's playing with a Panarin and a fucking Capco or Lafreniere. Well, for us, he is, and that will work for him. He's, this motherfucker he's not. just said Capco, and you let him get away with that. Whatever. He said Capco. <laughs> Wasn't that like a, a toy maker back in the day? Capcom. Capcom. A Capcom? Capcom. No, that was a, a cartoon uh, producing company or something like whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he doesn't have the game breaking ability that Barzal does at all. He's There's no way. They're, they're not even comparable in that regard. Strom's a very good, solid player. I don't he disagree plays with you. All around. A he's a, he's a, Strom's a playmaker, right? He plays a very different role. And I think that's a valuable thing to have. And I think he fits in really well with, with, with Panarin and the other superstars that he, they have on the team. I think he's great. I wouldn't overpay for him because I think that would lead down the road to problem that, you know, well, he had problems $5 million dollar contract this year. Five, five. It was, is it two year deal? I think it was a two year deal, right? Two year deal. Yeah. 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 Cause you talked about it quite a bit as like, he's a perfect bridge between, you know, now and, and Cheadle when Cheadle uh, gets uh, there. What's that, uh, Steven? You know, Matt, I, I just picked on your cousin, Nick, and I I just wanted to apologize. I, I didn't mean to pick on your cousin, Nick. I, I'm really sorry about that. Um, it's just he did. He, he said the name wrong. And I just I just wanted to point that out. But maybe I was a little too aggressive. So I just wanted to say, uh, Matt and Nick, I, I'm sorry to both of you for my overreaction. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, can, can you the try life that life. again and, and this time be sincere? <laughs> Look, so Strong's making four point five this year and for four point five next year. Then he's a UFA. So, so what are you saying? Does he go in the trade if if you get Eichel? If you trade for Eichel, does he go? I, because I, I, no, I think Heedle's a, a a um to me anyway. Just because of his youth, he has more trade value than Ryan Strong for some reason. But maybe they like that 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 but the but salary the money work- that that contract is up after next year. Yeah, money works better with Strong. But yeah, but that's the does, point. But... I don't want Eichel on this team. I, I, I don't, I don't want Eichel on this team. I'm, I'm, look, I'm a Rangers fan, and I don't <laughs> want Eichel on the team. No, thank you. JD, did the you hear that? Don't go out. Oh wait, sorry, you're not the GM that's, that's anymore. Too soon. Is it? Is it yes, too soon? For, for Gordon, you can, you can. But JD, no, no, that's that one. John Davidson, <laughs> I just wanted to say. I'm really sorry. I, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. It's, it was hurtful and uncalled for. I like this side of you, by the way, Steve. I do. Thanks. Like this. this is good stuff. So nice all of a sudden. It really wow. is. It's such a more pleasant experience. And, you know, the first 23 episodes. It's because it's the season's over. I got nothing else to be all aggravated about. Anyway. We're going to have the Ryan Strom debate. All off season, we're gonna have just to, all off season. just to follow up on uh, and not to switch topics or anything. How about Kenny Albert getting the uh, play-by-play job for TNT? Yeah, and and look, uh, Ray Ferraro got hired by ESPN. Yeah, well, that was a no-brainer. You knew that was coming. Good was the his relationship with Butch Gross. and then Gretzky. Yeah, I don't. I'm not down with that. I don't think it's going to be a good move. That's that seems he stupid, he but the Barkley role. I don't know what role that is. What was was the Barkley role? He's a shit star. Gretzky's Gretzky not a shit star. Exactly. Personality. Exactly. Mike Gretzky is the ambassador of the NHL. He does not belong on on TV. 
doing any shtick or anything else like that. You know who should do that? George Paros. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna be looking for work in a couple months. <laughs> you sure about that? I don't know. Well, look, it doesn't seem to be half of what we predicted, right? So, two hundred fifty thousand dollars fine for the Rangers organization for that statement, and then Butch Nevich got suspended for the cross check. I mean, okay, wonderful, well deserved. Well, yeah, it was well earned. Well, well earned. They sent a message well, back to the Rangers that you know what, we don't give a shit, and you're wrong. That's the message they sent back to the Rangers. And poor TJ Oshie, though. Poor TJ Oshie got so overshadowed his hat trick, you know, the day after losing his father. Got so Fuck overshadowed. Him. Fuck him in the Capitals. Ow. Hold hey. on, Bill. Let me let me play this. Let's see you. what that music. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, no. TJ, I'm sorry that I overreacted. I lost a father too. It's very sad, and I hope I hope you come through this and and feel the strength of your family and and your Capitals family and and I hope you guys get swept in the first round, even though you're playing the fucking Bruins. And lastly, before we move Boston on, Bruins, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I think Quinn is the coach of the Rangers when they open up the season next year and. I think he's he's at that make or break next year where he's got to prove that he can coach this team at the next level. Does he get the whole season? And he's gone. Um, he... If they get out to a really really slow start, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Third, I, you know, twenty games, they're they're eight and twelve, they're five and fifteen. I can, I can absolutely see that. Absolutely see that happening though. Look at this year; they got the they got the gates real slow, and that cost them the playoffs. So I I, I don't know. How many years has he been the coach now? Two. This is third year. Third really? Year? Gee, it yeah. feels longer. I'll, it does feel longer. All I know about the Rangers is that, like, it does not seem like coaches get away with missing the playoffs year after year and and get brought back. Like, it's never been their their mo to keep a coach coming back after failing to miss the playoffs this many seasons, even though it's, it's only three. Yeah, but he's also in a rebuild, and he was brought in to develop these kids, these young guys, because of what he did at Boston University. Right. College. He worked. Yeah, he worked well with young players. So nothing with all those Tortorella rumors. And, uh, and I, the I fact really, that your I, I I love so. your owner, please, apparently uh, loves him. Never again. I can please. deal without Torts. I don't want Rick Tockett. Please don't give me Rick Tockett. Please. <laughs> I hope it's Torts. Dolan. This Dolan's the guy that tried to hire back Isaiah Thomas after a <laughs> multi-million dollar uh, lawsuit with him. It's it's like the Yankees hiring back Billy Martin. You know what's gonna fucking happen? Can you guys take Elaine Nazardine too, and Mark Recchi? No. Any interest? No. That Gallant though. That's uh, that's a very interesting. That's a very interesting coach that I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't mind. Did um did Seattle? name a coach yet i don't think so i don't think so they have a gm that's it so we'll have a lot to talk about with the rangers for the next uh oh jesus three or four months yeah so we uh we all did make some preseason predictions now that the regular see our teams anyway our regular seasons are over and uh boy did we all shit the bed with the fucking philadelphia flyers fuck the flyers 
Fuck the Flyers. Every one of us. I'm certainly not playing the music after saying that, too. Had the Flyers either winning the division or coming out of the East and representing the Mass Mutual East in the playoffs when the four te- when it's down to the final four. Shame on us. We all should Shame be on us. Better. Uh, they, they seemed like they were, you know, they had a good mix of youth and veterans that that were strong to finish last season they we thought that they had their goaltending situation in in a good place uh and it it just looked like the way they they made that charge late last year that they were ready to make that next step and oh boy we uh we missed on that one we're not the only ones let's face it i mean it's it's our fault though we relied we we based our opinion on goaltending in philadelphia what were we thinking Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent agree that that is that is a big mistake. Uh, that it would have been the first time in in any of our lifetimes that they had their goaltending situation figured out. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, they had the most goals against in the entire um, metro. Wow. Yeah. Not good. It was not good. Not good <laughs> at all. They they waved I, Shane Gossis's bear. I mean yeah. they. Their, their defensive situation was it was a shit show. I think Tom had it nailed, uh, you know, he the, with his words of warning about uh, the retirement of uh, Niskanen. Uh, yeah, I tried to warn all you fuckers about that. You were big time on that. Um, I was going to say the, uh, the the two we really nailed, though, was Buffalo and New Jersey. I don't know if anybody really had them outside of the, the bottom two. No, no absolutely we had them not. In, in order to. Everybody had them yeah. in order. Yeah. yeah. Which, which made sense, but the only one to put Pittsburgh in the top four, though. As my buddy Brian said, thank God for Buffalo because it distracted people from how bad New Jersey was. Yeah, yeah well, and and it got close. It got close in the last maybe uh, for a little for games. a little bit. It did. It, they were they were uh, it looked like Buffalo might actually pass the Devils, but yeah, they, they held out. So we had the Metro. We uh, didn't get fired either, did he? Hmm. Vigneault didn't even get fired yet. Not that I know of. Wow. That's a, uh, I, I thought he would have been one of the first to go after the season and the way they underachieved. I thought he would have been one of the first coaches to get shit canned, but the off season still is early as they say. And the other divisions. Um, wow. I shit the bed real, real hard on the North and picking Vancouver. They might've been one of the worst teams in the NHL. Likewise. Yeah, I uh, I did not think Vancouver was ready to take that step, so I'm going to give myself credit on that one. And yeah, I think I did pick Toronto they were to win that, that division. Worst in the league, and they still have six games left to play. Oh my God. Go Leafs, go! I have so many games to go. We don't have to wait for them to finish, do we? Unfucking the playoffs. No, I think the playoffs start the 15th or something like that. They were saying. Yeah, Saturday. Oh, good lord! And then they don't finish their regular season, I think, until Monday. Monday, June. When did you what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, Nick on for the West. Nick was Nick was trying to talk us into Vegas. Nick was trying to warn us about Vegas and the Golden Knights, and that Colorado wasn't going to walk away with that division. And he was a hundred percent right, because not only did that happen, they need to they 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 already have the President's Trophy. They won the President's Trophy. Uh, a reawakening for uh, my old friend Mark Andre Theo Fleury, who uh, moved into third place on the all-time goalie wins list this season. Go Mark Andre! Uh, 
Has he moved yeah. out of Lemieux's house yet? He didn't live in Lemieux's didn't house. That, that was Crosby. Oh, that was Crosby. Yeah. That was Crybaby. What do you think? You, you think Mario has all just lived there with him for a while? Oh, yeah, I just thought they all did. Oh, that's the way he likes it. No, but there's, there's a couple there's a of other interesting notes about the North uh, Division before we do move on. Nick, Ottawa was going to finish dead last, and that's exactly what they did. They they were awful. For the record, I just took that one. I threw that one out there. I that's, was like, Poof. Fine. no problem. You got to throw one, right? You got to throw one thing, out there. The second thing you were dead wrong about was line A's 56 and 56, by the way. You said line A, 56 goals in 56 games. Is that, who said that? Me? You, episode seven. Go, go. Really? I did this afternoon. Wow. Did I say that? You said that. And then and nobody knew I was going to say that. Then Nick sent that tweet prior to the games. And I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> he doesn't even want to talk about hockey right now. He can't even look at a game. He's so disgusted with the sport and Tortorella that he can't even watch a fucking hockey game right now. Oh. Poor Patrick Line. What did you do to him? Oh yeah, poor Patrick Line. <laughs> Superstar uh, hockey player that's gonna cry his way off of two teams now. Boo hoo. Yikes. Jeez, Bill. God. Yeah, what what are you gonna be like a stand-up guy for your team? Yeah, Eichel's bitching about Buffalo. Look at the money these guys are getting and how much and how free they feel to, to bitch about the teams that they're playing for. Yeah, get off my lawn. <laughs> In Eichel's defense, he I guess I am the old man now. Well, that's fine by me. Eichel never asked for a trade, though. He well, was compla- He's been complaining about the whole he wants to have the back surgery thing, though. Yeah, that's a little different. That's that's like him being like, you know, I want to do the surgery done, and the team's like, no, we don't want you to do the surgery. We want you to play. That's we kind want of your up, we dude. want your next team to have to pay for the surgery. That's what it is. Yeah, that could be. I mean, the, listen, that's that's a fucked up situation. You the can't. Second, be, the second they go shit. in there and potentially find something way worse. His value goes right down the drain. Well, that's another reason why I don't want Eichel on the Rangers because he's already damaged goods with his bed, with his herniated discus in his neck. No thanks. I'm good. I'm with you. And then the central. Boy, Steve, you 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 picked a good one there, huh? Dallas. Hey, nobody, you know, nobody would have seen them getting the bug that quick. Uh, no, no. That's... We we absolutely talked about the Dallas Stars. Did we? getting COVID before we made these predictions and you were all in on Dallas. But, but I had already written the predictions down. They were already in the sealed envelope. Did anybody pick Florida? Uh, no, I picked Carolina. Nick, Nick, the mothers of the players on the Panthers didn't pick them. However, <laughs> after we made our predictions in episode seven, you can all go back and listen. It's all, it's all up there. We asked for who's your surprise team. <laughs> you guys are fucking... Oh, Billy's surprise team was the New York Rangers. Fucking idiot. Nick's yours was the Ottawa Senators. Nailed it. Steve said the New Jersey Devils. By game 45, they will still be competing, is what you said. And I said my they were. And I said my surprise team was the Florida Panthers. And Billy, oh, you're gonna pick the Florida Panthers. Everybody every year pick the Florida Panthers. That's exactly they what do. They do. Hey, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna guess the same fucking team every year. Then it's gonna be right when it, I'm not saying that you did. I'm not saying that you did, but I'm saying that I've been hearing people try to shove the Panthers up my fucking ass for a decade now. And yeah, okay, finally they they finished in second place or whatever. Oh, big whoop. Panthers pretty big. 
Yeah, I mean, how do you use I mean, is it gaping? I mean, can we really get a panther up there? Do you use some sort of funnel for that or just hide trees? To be fair. <laughs> to be <laughs> fair. To be fair. They're really just trying to throw a rat up my ass because that's a panther. They win, they win all these games. All they get is fucking Tampa Bay in the first round. Yeah, they spiral reeling Tampa Bay. I who is not competitive they right are now. they are spiraling that's and they're sure. supposed to get saved by sam coast and kucherov magically showing up and I, I don't know i mean i know they're good players i don't know the way they're playing defense right now i don't know that's gonna be interesting that's gonna be very be a quick out i mean florida's won six straight i don't know about a quick out but i don't uh, they're gonna have a, they're gonna have their hands full of the panthers i agree they're gonna have their hands full well i think quick out is in first round first round yeah Go Leafs, go! You with your Maple Leafs, jeez! Oh, all day with this guy with the Maple Leafs. That was definitely consensus in the uh, in in the North was was the Maple Leafs. Everyone thought they were going to run away with it. And did did they run away with it? Yeah, it was never really in doubt. Essentially, it it never was. It never was a contest. I mean, Edmonton, they both still have friggin' how many still have games left? Because they have two more games. Twice. Oh my god. And a lot of games, other games got rescheduled because of it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Ugh. All right. Now we're going to turn to uh, one of our, our new and favorite segments. Tribute time with Bill. Oh, I got to write a jingle for this, don't I? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. This, Here you go. Let me, let, me write, let, me write that, let me write that jingle right now. Ugh, it's trivia time with Bill. I like it. That's really That's the good. enthusiasm that I'm looking for. Okay, really without good. further ado, I have a very relevant question today. Jesus Christ. Which team's logo consists of a winged letter P with an orange circle in the middle? Now, if you don't know it off the top of your head, I, I can give you a hint. Please give us a hint. Okay, I'll give you a little hint here. Fuck the... Okay, now I'll, I'll take some answers. Uh, Bruins. Mm, that's Dummy, a, that's a, a B, fucking not a P. P. It's a P as in uh, Paul. Well, they're, prob- they're, they're minor league teams in Providence. It's you you gotta think, also not winged. You got to think of a team that has wings. Oh, the Red Wings. Is from a city that starts with P and probably what? has a team name that starts with P. It's the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's the, it's, it's the Phantoms? Phantoms. It's, Everybody's no, wrong so far. Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh has a, starts has with a, a P. Penguins have a wings, don't they? Well, the Panthers, right? They have the Pen- wings on the Panthers, right? There's no wings on Panthers. Penguins do have wings, but uh, is it is it, a, is it Jeff Reese? And we're looking for the name of a team. The National so Predators. The Predators. Record holding goaltender who had the most points in the game. The Predators. Wings also starts with P. Uh, Predators is is not the correct answer. Fuck! Who the hell could it be? I don't know. I, I I'm at a loss. Oh, Wings, Winnipeg, the Jets, Detroit. Uh, wing, wings Red and Winnipeg wings. only start with the same three letters. The, the, it, it, that doesn't even make sense. Well, they had wings. Detroit's an upside down P. I, we already went over Detroit, and and their and their wing is is to a wheel, not I, I, a letter. I, I agree with that. I, I think it is an upside down P. You know what website are you on right now? Upside, upside the, down piece. Flyers, you know, fuck the flyers. <laughs> fuck uh, the flyers. Is this the best question we could get out of that book? 
Um, Wait, how many how many yes. cards are actually in this book? It's like a thousand cards, and this is the one that you pulled out. I mean, second straight week. I I already I I texted you guys one of them from before before <laughs> that was like, where is the hockey hall of fame located? I mean, this is the, these are the kind of questions that we're getting out of this thing. It's it's not very good. What's up, Steven? Yes, Steve. And that was trivia with Bill. Ugh. And now we're gonna move on to something a little bit more fun, or funner, as I like to say. That could be literally anything. It's impressions with Nick. Yay! Don't take chances with a new impression. Only nine ninety five to keep it in condition at Lorita, at Lorita, at Lorita. Impressions only nine ninety five at Lorita Impressions. Now this is something that everybody loves. Oh, all right. Good times. Um, you, you've played a long time in the NHL, playing a lot inside teammates such as Brian Trottier and Matthew Kachuk. Who has been your favorite teammate you've played with? Uh, probably uh, Sean Avery. Yeah, he was uh, dating pretty girls all the time. Uh, sometimes bring one for me. <laughs> nice guy. Always protect the best players on the team. Make a life hard for Brodeur. Uh, funny guy. Funny guy. So for 40 straight years, one of your former teammates has played in the Stanley Cup finals with 39 of the 40 also winning the cup. Are you aware of this record? What did you make of it? Uh, not aware, but uh, it's like pretty good, I guess. Uh, you know, I guess uh, pretty good at teaching hockey. Uh, lots of players get better playing with me on the wing. Uh, let me see the list you have there. Uh, oh, okay. I see. I see. Uh, Scott Gomez, uh, Chris Drury, Pavel Kabina. I teach all these guys lots of things. They, you know, they get much better playing with me. Uh, I show them all the things. Yeah, but, but some of those guys that you just mentioned won cups before they played with you. You know, look, I teach them how to play blackjack, uh, run from bookies, uh, don't get beautiful women, grow thick, strong hair, drive fast car, all things you need in life. How have you kept in shape all of these years? Oh, good question. Uh, I swear by old, old world techniques. No fancy gym machines. Uh, you know, all, all you need is a little bit of space, 1,000 squats per day. You know, it takes me a little bit each morning to get through. My legs get strong like bull. Keep me in good shape. Keep up with young guys. Lastly, everybody wants to know, who is or was the best player you have played with in your career? Mm, sure. Uh, Yarmir Yager, for sure. Okay. Thanks for coming, guys. Uh, come visit Cladmo sometime. We go for drinks. Have a good time. All right. Bye-bye. Did you really wanted to say Matthew Kachuk, or do you want to say Keith Kachuk? It was Matthew Kachuk. Matthew. Matthew Kachuk. So my first guess was going to be Luigi from Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that's it. I couldn't. I, I don't think I, I could do feeling, the accent right, but <laughs> I have a feeling that that's not <laughs> it. Wasn't. It was this one. I will tell you what. This is a better question than Trivia Bill would <laughs> ever come up with. This is a better. 
scenario than you would ever come up I'm with in those cards. I'm not making up the questions. Okay. Uh, I, know, I know. Questions I know. I know. To read, which is worse. The relevant, the relevant ones. Oh, I got a relevant um, one for you next week. <laughs> I already have it picked out. My um, guess is Mick Jagger. Eh. Oh, Jagger. Uh, I, 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 I have no idea. McGilney? No, I don't know who's McGilney. Well, no, he's trying to. He played with with on the saber. Played with Drury. Played with Gomez. Oh, Casparitis. He played with Casparitis. Bure? Not Bure. Wait, is it? No, then it's Yager. Is it Yager? Yeah, he threw us off by mentioning Steve, that it was himself yeah, that was the best player wins. he played with. Steve fucking wins. I was. But you I was said trying to Yager. Because you know what, he has a. He actually has has had a uh, interview where he said, and someone asked him that he's like. And he called himself Yami Yager. Really? Well, he called his own number. Yeah. I mean, that's when I, 39 when I was, out of 40 of the last crazy, cups right? is crazy. So 40 of the 40 last cups, he's had somebody who's played with Yager has been on one of the teams. And of those 40 times, 39 of them have been the cup winner. That's incredible. Insane. That doesn't make sense. I mean, it helps when you play for you know half the NHL. <laughs> yeah, but, say. but still, you played a lot. Of, you played a lot of teams. You played a lot of teams. Eleven teams, you said. I think yeah. I was reading. Yeah, oh, that was unbelievable. But uh, he was an interesting guy to, to like watch interviews on. He's a kind of kind of interesting character. But uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that that was what made me laugh the most was when he was when someone asked him who's the best player to play with, and he's like, Yammer Yager, like deadpan. I was like, damn. Yeah, well, as, I remember the, the thousand squats a day because I'm pretty sure JD covered that a few times. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so the, so the so like obviously like well how, I was looking at interesting it was interesting because he played Trottier when Trottier was uh last year's career uh, I think his last year oh, okay. um when Jagger yeah. was a rookie which I was so I looked at I was looking at, I was like who could he play with like early 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 I would fuck you guys up and so Trottier I was like oh that's a good one but I was like oh he only played with two teams really so it's kind of kind of hard to not mess that one up but and he also played with Kachuk in um, Matthew Kachuk in Calgary. Calgary his last yeah. time I forgot he was even in Calgary. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I was like, oh, that's a good because like who the how would you know he played with Matthew Kachuk? Like, yeah. like the range of years between those guys is huge. You know, yeah. Trachi played in the 80s in like early 80s. Early, in yeah. Early 70s he played. So I mean, you know, compared to Kachuk, who's you know, he played. He didn't start playing in the 20s, but he started playing obviously in yeah, the, the teens. So, what a what a crazy span that is. Nice job. That was a good one. That was awesome. Well, let's, I hope uh, that I hope the I hope that this what it sounded like doesn't sound completely ridiculous. But oh no, I mean, you're gonna it, love it when you hear it back. You're gonna love it. I think. Oh, it was absolutely right. ridiculous. <laughs> that's great. Perfect. Uh, let's start. So awesome that you get such great feedback from your fellow podcasters. <laughs> Let, let's start the four point night with the Yager's first team. You you were first in the division, so go ahead and start the four point night, Bill. Okay, the Pittsburgh Penguins four point night. So first first one. Well, uh, is first place. It's been a little while since the Penguins finished in first place. They. So they usually make a charge. They, they usually get pretty close, and then they drop off. And, and this season, there was not the drop off. They went into their, their last four games um, having the edge over the Capitals, but they then they had two games against Philly, and then the the two against Buffalo. And, and I think even before last episode, they had lost that first 
initial game in Philadelphia uh, in kind of a disastrous fashion. Um, and, and with Washington having their games in hand, um, it, it didn't seem like the division was in the cards, but uh, when they beat Philly and, and went on to, to play against Buffalo, um, Washington went to, to play against Philly in, in two, two straight games, and, uh, and Philly put a hurt on, on a very shorthanded Capitals team. Um, in that first night, and, and it kind of swung in the Penguins' favor. So the, the Penguins actually finished up their season, had a, a four-point uh, lead on the Capitals, but the Capitals, if they had won in regulation in their final two games, they, they would have um, won first place. Um, but because the Flyers managed to push them to overtime uh, in, in that second game that they played against each other, uh, Washington – actually ended up beating them in, in overtime. Washington was down one, nothing scored late with an empty net to tie it. Um, but they, it, it took them until overtime to, to actually win it. So it was a, a really unique situation where the, the Penguins got help from the Flyers um, against the Capitals, but in the game that the Flyers ended up losing. So it was like the best of both worlds. So the, fuck the Flyers, they, they didn't win the game, but they did uh, put the Penguins in first place somehow. Um, so thank you Flyers uh, for that as you, End your season. Um, then the next uh, thing up for the uh, the Penguins uh, when they when they did play Buffalo, um, uh, Jeff Carter was just uh, steamrolling the the Sabers uh, in those games last weekend. So uh, they they played two very different games against the Sabers to close out their season. Um, they struggled defensively and uh, and in goal and but ended up winning an eight four game. Uh, in that first game against Buffalo, uh, Jeff Carter had four of those goals, first uh, four-goal game of, of his career um, at age 36. Um, and, and he was just – the Sabres just had no answer for him. They couldn't handle him at all. Um, and, uh, and then in the second game that they played, uh, one nothing Penguins win. Carter had the only goal in that one. So he had uh, five goals total against the Sabres um, to close out the season with those two wins to – help them clinch the division. So got to say good trade, good trade to, to pick him up at the deadline. Uh, um, a lot of times you get guys that, that might have even a little more star power, but they just don't quite fit in. You know, they got uh, Zucker last year. Didn't really quite fit in. Uh, it, it really took him all season Zucker to uh, this season to, to really get kind of uh, into a productive swing of things with the team. But, but Carter just stepped in right away. Just um, the big body. He he's really helps out defensively. He it really has good chemistry with uh, Goudreau um, and McCann making up that third line, and, and they're and they're uh, a threat to score as well. There are definitely there are definitely players who are Eastern Conference players, and there are players who are Western Conference players. And Jeff Carter is definitely an Eastern Conference player. He's a physical guy, not really with the skill like a lot of players out west. Uh, he, he did pretty well out west too. Don't don't get, don't get you wrong. Right, but he he's more of an Eastern conference type player where it's more on the physical side and that's how he played out there. And that's why he had success. Yeah. He's uh, uh yeah. Yay! So with, with that acquisition, I mean, uh, the Penguins got Malkin back and um, Malkin's not quite. Um, Micro machine Bill has made an appearance. Woo! We got it. I thought you guys were like uh, freaking out. Cause I just saw like an, on my screen at the Mets at a home run. Yeah, like I would freak I'm like, out. Like, why is Tom okay. clapping for that? Micro Machine Bill is way more exciting than a Mets game ever will be. <laughs> oh, I agree. Uh, okay. So, 
What was I saying? <laughs> I lost. I lost track. You were going on to the next oh. point after Jeff Gordon. Um, awesome to see, you know, uh, with, with the Penguins, you know, going into the playoffs, um, that third line emerging is is just huge. Um, with because Malkin just came back, uh, and and I, I don't know that Malkin really got his game going quite yet, but but he hasn't been a disaster either. So so Malkin with Kapanen on that second line um, uh, is is looking like with Carter and, and McCann and Goudreau on that third line, um, the Penguins have a lot of balance there. Uh, they really had balance when even when Malkin was out of the lineup with with scoring, they ended the season averaging uh, third in the league with uh, goals per game average um, behind, I, I think, uh, Colorado and maybe Toronto or one of those guys. Um, so uh, they've got they've got the scoring. They've they've got their their defense in pretty good order. They've finished the season um, 15th in goals against, which is obviously average in a 31 team league or, or whatever. But um, considering where they started the season, there was a lot of improvement there. Considering that their penalty kill was not very good ever, um, that that's also uh, not so bad um, when you think about finishing 15th. Um, I think the big concern for them going into the playoffs, uh, you know, they've, they've got the scoring going there. They've got the defense playing pretty well uh, in most days, um, but that penalty kill is, is, uh, is an issue and don't know when Tanev is planning to return to the lineup, but getting Tanev back uh, into the lineup along with Gaudreau with uh, the regular penalty kill guys um, makes them pretty formidable. And, you know, if, if they've got, Bluger and and Tanev and Goodrow all in the lineup at the same time and, and Rust, uh, it it makes for a much better, much more effective penalty kill. That's that's maybe not as bad as it looks sometimes. Um, but don't know when Matheson's coming back. Don't know when um, when uh, Tanev is coming back. Uh, they they would be really useful in a long playoff run. But then again, you know playoffs are coming. Injuries are going to happen. There's going to be guys out. And that's just something they're going to have to deal with. Uh, so looking forward to. First round uh, matchup with the Islanders. Um, uh, they're uh, they were six and two against the Islanders for the season. Uh, it it does seem like the Islanders were not going in exactly the right direction as the season ended. So uh, um, has to give you confidence as you as you go in and and uh, and play against uh, um, that that Islander team. But I don't know, Nick. What do you think? What do you think on, on how the Islanders finish their season? Oh, it's a uh, it's not a. Great way to end the season, to be honest. We finished one, one, and one in the lap this past week. But to be honest, one of those wins was against the Devils. One of those losses was against the Devils. Not How do you beating any yourself. Yeah. Um, and then the last game, not really a great game against the Boston where we needed to win in regulation to have any chance to even leapfrog them in the standings. Um, obviously, it didn't happen. They would have, we would have to beat them. They'd have to lose tonight in regulation to Washington. So that didn't happen, obviously, but uh, it did obviously uh, come up with a, we had a, we pulled the goalie in a tie game uh, two to two, trying to get that, you know, regulation win. But it, it's kind of like the whole thing, right? Then the season you're like, well, why do we even, even fucking need to do that shit? We were in top of the, the, of the, of the Metro for quite some time, most of the season, to be honest. Right. Um, and uh, we were been neck and neck with Washington and really the last, few weeks we've just fell off the um off the pace and pittsburgh's been just red hot passed by everybody and uh we lost we even got passed up by the bruins so not a great way to end the season 
We were outshot by 20 goals in the last oh, 20 shots, 20 goals, 20 shots in the last game against the Bruins. Like, the only positive really I have, I have really is that seeing guys like Nelson, uh, Bavillier, Barzal, Wallstrom all get on the score sheet the last few nights. Um, Bavillier has been red hot scoring goals um, the last uh, two weeks. That's been good. Um, he, we need that that's a secondary scoring and um, for the and primary scoring to be honest for the um, for the playoffs against the Penguins. Which, by the way, is our first round uh, matchup. You know, we were two four and two against the Penguins, so two and six officially. But two four and two, meaning we went to went to uh, went to overtime twice in the one two games. So pretty even games in the series. But even though they're even and going to the into the the game, you know, at least half the games were either we won or went to overtime. I didn't feel like we were really you know in that halfway point with that team. I felt like the whole time, every time we played the Penguins, they had our number. Um, they're a tough team to play. Um, I think they may match up real well against the Isles. So I think it's going to be a really tough uh, matchup. They, I think, had the best record against the Isles uh, in the head-to-head this year. The Caps were the other team that were um, really giving it to the Isles, uh, if I remember correctly. Let me take a quick peek because I just had it up and I was then searching up the uh, Florida Panthers because fun times. Anywho, yeah, so we had a, only losing records against the Washington, Washington Capitals and the Penguins this year in the division. And, um, and against the Penguins, we had given up the second – no, we gave up the most goals against the Penguins in the, in the division and the second least scored against in the division. Washington was the other one in the first and second in those other positions, those other spots. So we didn't score a lot of goals against them, and we, we, and we let up more goals against both teams. And those are the teams that give us the most trouble. We're going to have to get through both of them to make it any, anywhere in this, in the playoffs. Um, third and fourth lines have to sp- step up. If they don't, we're up shit's Creek, to be honest. Um, the fourth line, especially they've been healing up a little bit. Um, getting, and I think what's a, a good, good thing is going to happen for us is that we're going to get a few days off. I think everybody gets a few days off, but it's really going to help the aisles. I think Varley had a little bit of a tweak in the, in the game. They took him out precautionary. They said he would, he would have played if his playoffs, just one of those things that came up in between periods, and they were like, you're going to sit the rest of the game. And uh, Martin sat out a game just to basically get some, you know, you know, get some uh, some uh, ice on his, uh, his vagina, just let himself, you know, heal up a little bit. Um, I agree with his vagina. Uh, <laughs> look, if Varlamov's starting the playoffs? 100%. He's a, he's a, look, he's, a, he's the guy. He's the number one guy this year. Does, um, does, he, have, does he have a quick hook? Like if he loses the first two games, you're seeing, uh, you know, Aaron yeah. Sorkin in, in game three. I think I think if he, if he loses the first two games, convince like, and there's a problem. There's a reason why he lost. I think they would. Um, I think if if he's the reason, but if he's if it's tight, I don't see that happening. I think the I think Trotz is going to basically keep, you know, Sorokin. Maybe he gets a game in if that happens. Otherwise, I don't think that happens. I think they're going to keep you know, Varlamov playing. It's like the playoffs. They're going to. You know how it goes. This is the, the, the time that you play your best guys. And, and Varlamov is in a Vesna, you know, finalist of the season. He, he could very well win the Vesna. And he's gonna he's a guy that can steal games. Unless he starts to really crap out, I don't think they change the goalie. They could. Sorokin's good. But, he's again, he's a rookie in the playoff situation, so that will be uh, interesting if they decide to do that. There's no home ice advantage for the Isles, which is really rough for them since that's really, really, they do real well. 
And to make that doubly worse, their capacity is going to be just under 7,000 for the playoffs in the Coliseum, as announced. They're going to have uh, like a weird kind of setup where they have like uh, 50% of the tickets sold to vaccinated people, other 50% non-vaccinated people. And the sections where it's non-vaccinated, they're going to have to be six feet apart. The vaccinated section is going to be uh, three feet apart. So whatever, but it's going to be like pretty good, pretty good amount of people the first time in the stadium all, all year and they're not going to have home, home ice. So in order for them to really turn this around, they got to win one of the first two games in the, in the series in order to really make, have a real chance. I feel like they got to They got to get a win early. If they don't, I, I don't know how they're going to come back. Um, even with the crowds, it's going to be tough. And lastly, I just wanted to say the Bridgeport, uh, Bridgeport Islanders. I don't know if you guys uh, saw the news, but yeah, sound anymore, right? We uh, we changed. They decided it was a great idea to change from the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, which had one of the coolest um, logos, in my opinion, in PHL, um, and uh, an interesting team name, and you know something that kind of resonated with where they play, um, to a extremely boring and uh, nonsensical um, team name in the Bridgeport Islanders, where they are not on an island. And they have a logo now that is just a B. So congratulations, Islanders. You've once again killed it with your marketing skills. Um, I don't know who they're fucking signing up to make these jerseys and logos, but they got to fire the hell out of them. That's... Which is funny because the Devils the Devils went from being the Albany Devils and then the Binghamton Devils and then the wherever Devils. And now that they're moving back to Utica, they're keeping – the name of the Utica team the same as it was. So they're moving away from that linear team naming philosophy. And now it looks like that's the way the Islanders yeah, are going. I don't know. Bizarre to me. I don't really understand it. But uh, hey, I guess it means that maybe they're going to move the team to somewhere closer at some point, potentially. But usually you would do that after you fund on the move as opposed to changing the name beforehand. So it, it universally amongst Islanders fans is not even like nobody likes it. So I don't really understand it. But yeah. what are you going to do? Tom, did the Rangers have any kind of things like that with their HL team? Anything they're doing there? No? How no. about the no. How are the Rangers in their last week of the... Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking awful. <laughs> Worst hockey to watch imaginable. No, I, uh, and look, they, they finished up against Washington. You know, the shit show that was and, you know, the fights that went on in, in the beginning of the, of the game. You know, look, they tried to make it look like the Rangers Devils back in the day, but it just fucking sucked. It was just, I mean, you had fucking Carl Hagelin and Colin Blackwell fighting. It just wasn't entertaining. It wasn't as entertaining as like fucking, you know, Christoph Oliwa fighting fucking, who am I thinking of? The fucking NHL announcer, NHL, um, Mike Rupp. You know, you know those, oh, okay. those, were, those were really good fights, man. And Cam Jansen versus... Brandon Prust. I mean, those were those were heavy hitters, man. Those were the guys you want to see fight. When you, yeah, but Lars Eller and Ryan Strom, right? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. later on. But that first that opening face-off fight. I mean, Jesus Christ, Tom Wilson wasn't even on the ice. But um, look, they they took the high hard one the last week of the season. They they pulled out a win in the in the last game of the season against against Boston, which really hurt Boston, um, which I was happy to see. Um, not a lot of a lot of guys were hurt. Um, so they get, got a chance to look at some of the kids and Justin Richards and Brodzinski and Gettinger. Um, I like this Richards kid a lot. He's, he's got a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of it 
I don't know what it is yet, but he was smiling a lot. He was just he was fucking just happy to be there, man, hitting people, going out and just playing hockey. And I and I really really like to see it. For for all the shit that we talked of his abysmal start, Lafreniere had a pretty decent finish to his season. Um, he finished with a total of 12 goals and 19 and nine assists for 21 points. Um, after the horrific start and like a lot of it could be every, you know, you know, the reason, um, but he had, he looked a lot better. He was doing a lot of the things I expected him to do in the beginning of the year at the end of the season, especially he's got a really good backhand, man. He's got a really good backhand. I always say that Sidney Crosby has the best backhand that I've ever seen in my life. Thanks, Pierre Maguire. Lafreniere's is not bad at all. I'm not saying it's on par by any stretch of the imagination, but it is pretty fucking decent. Pavel Buchnevich had himself a year, man. He, he, you know, fourth on the team and scoring with 48 points. Um, that's that's pretty good to to lead, you know, just about a lot of the teams in in the league. Uh, and he was fourth on the team in scoring with 20 goals and 28 assists. He's in contract year, restricted free agent. It'd be interesting to see what happens to Buchnevich in the offseason. Is he around? Do they do they give him a, a bridge deal that or or that or a deal that eats away a couple years of free agency uh, and move forward with him? Or is Buchnevich a guy that they don't want to trade that they trade for for size, for depth? Um, and it, it, you're gonna have a very, very interesting off season um so it's only three points but whatever he's gonna he's gonna push for that no movement or no trade clause in there probably right so at least he's got a little bit of say in where he goes maybe a limited but he's he's at the he's on the fucking he's on the edge man he's 26 years old he came off of a really good season but i don't know man i i don't know if if buchnevich fits what we want to do moving forward Plus, we we already have his replacement in um, in Kratzoff, who is to me is is Bushnevich, but just you know four or five years younger. Um, so I, I I just I don't know. Yeah, I don't you know. still want to you want to be careful about the expectations you put on Kratzoff, right? We saw Gusev play really well last season and then shit to bed this year. Yeah, but so it's not unheard of. No, I agree. But from the shit show that happened at the beginning of last year with him not starting in New York and starting in Hartford, then bitching and wanting to go back to the KHL and then allowing him to play in the KHL this year, it, he was a different player than what we saw uh, last year and even bitching and moaning about being in Hartford. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about Kratzoff in, in the next couple of years. Um, he's going to be here. I don't know if Butch is. I don't know if Butch is going to be here. I don't know. But we'll see. But you're right. He could turn into another Gusev and then disappear. Right. And, you know, what the fuck are the... What are so speaking, speaking of Gusev, obviously he is the number one uh, on my list in terms of disappointments this year. Also, Andreas Johansson, who was brought over from Tampa, uh, Toronto, 49 games, 11 points, and he got top six minutes basically the whole year. You can't have that kind of production from a player on your top six. Uh, they were one and two this past week. Beat the Islanders, lost to the Islanders, and then wrapped up the season with a loss to Philadelphia. Blackwood, Smith, and Subban uh, sat out the last two games. It was nice to see Siegenthaler get back into the lineup, at least play a game. Um, he's really expecting to bulk up this offseason and come back and really show the team 
that he could be at least a top four defenseman on the team. So let's hope that that happens. Um, I did want to just go through real quickly my MVP of the season. Obviously, Jack Hughes, huge step from his 21-point rookie campaign to this year. He put on the weight um, and just really showed flashes of being the playmaker that he was hyped to be when he was taken first overall. Um, Also, a special shout-out to Blackwood, who had a lot to deal with in terms of getting the COVID and having a very terrible defense in front of him. I thought he played really well. I'm really looking forward to having him as the number one goalie. Um, surprise of the year goes to Sharon Govich, who continued his hot play over at the KHL. Um, he's up there. And like I said last week, he's up there in rookie scoring. Might even get consideration for the Calder, maybe a couple third place votes. I think that would be a huge win for him if he even got some consideration. Overall, I'm happy with the direction the team is going. I, I saw some struggles. And at this point, is it were they COVID struggles? Were they recovery from COVID struggles? Were they learning the system struggles? Or were they bad system struggles? That I don't know. I guess we're going to figure that out, you know, hopefully soon enough, where if we've got to make a coaching change from rough, there's somebody out there that's worth, you know, picking up. Maybe David Quinn. <laughs> Thinking, uh, actually, I think there was a coach that coached in Columbus that just got fired that maybe they could pick up. There is no way. No, no. There is. He's no the wrong. Way. He is the wrong coach for this group. You'd be better off hiring Jack Jack Capuano before you hired fucking. I think they. I think. I think they'd be better off having Jack Eichel coach the team. <laughs> you you want you want Fred coaching team? That was hilarious. So I'm, I I am actually really excited with the direction the team is going. Like I said, I think it's one more year. They get Holtz uh, for a full season next year. They get Dawson Mercer coming in. Um, maybe we could see what those guys could do. Maybe they earn a spot in the lineup. And then the season after that, the 22-23 season, is when I think they would make the make the move that I expect the Rangers are going to make this offseason. So Nick, you, you, you mentioned that Varlamov consideration for the Vesna. I, I can see it. His save percentage and his goals against average definitely get him there. But his... Uh, it's 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 the wins that that don't get him there. You look at Philip Grubauer, and you look at even Tristan Jari, man, uh, Vasilevsky. Those guys winning thirty one, you know, twenty five games certainly get a leg up on on Varlamov just a little bit. But but his save percentages, goals against average, second to none in the league, and seven shutouts. Yeah, but five of them came against the Rangers. What's that saying? <laughs> oh, I did just I did just want to go are- back. I did just want to go back real quick. Preseason predictions. I had the Devils going two and six against Boston, and they finished five, one, and two. So congrats to the Devils on whooping the Boston Bruins. Well, I want to, I hope the Penguins could steal some of that mojo if they end up facing them uh, in subsequent rounds of the playoffs. But worry about the Islanders first. Yeah. But that mojo. That mojo. Penguins struggled with the with the Bruins for sure. Weirdly, because they, they seem to Bruins got spanked by the Isles this year. Then Devils, obviously. How the Rangers do against Bruins? I don't fucking know. They they probably shit. I think they had two wins against the Bruins, and one of them was oh. they fucking beat the shit out of them. That was that was the night that they uh, the Islanders waxed them the night before, and then they came to the Garden, and the Rangers fucking mm. just destroyed them. Yeah. 
But look, I, I think the playoffs are going to be a lot of fun. Um, look, go Leafs, go, go Leafs, go. Yeah, go Tom, who's go. your team? Play out, and I'm just going to say, could be Leafs, Bruins in the in the Stanley Cup final. I mean that that would be a ratings getter. That would be an absolute ratings getter. Tom, are you pulling for the the Panthers since uh, you were high on their horse? No, baby. He's a huh? he's a Hurricanes guy. East. I said it before. Oh, Carolina, the team started. Carolina, you're oh, Carolina. Right. Yep. Team in the East, Carolina Hurricanes. I was spot on. That was the only them and, and Florida. They were the only two things that I called right all year. What? What were you gonna say, Bill? You, you look like you have something to say. You're standing Sorry, there. I'll try to look something. I'll try you're to look standing there with your Star Wars shirt on, trying to. You mocking me with was that? Was gonna say. And your Grogu glass. It's not Baby Yoda, Billy. It's Grogu. I'm not even talking Star Wars with you. Billy was gonna say. May the fourth be with you. No, dude, it's fucking May eleventh. How can May the fourth be with you? That was last week. Yeah, Micro Machine Bill is still back. Like that's how far bad his that's how bad his internet is. Oh my god. We're still in here we're still hearing Bill from last week. Yeah, but I only had one of those happen today. Just the one. Yeah. Just one? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I should send Dolan a bonus, uh, help him pay off that 250k. Apply for the GM position. <laughs> should we should we give flat predictions? Do you think those do you think those resumes hey. get submitted in crayon to Dolan so he could read them better? I'm still picking Colorado to win the cup, so I mean that hasn't changed. Well, let's see. But uh, what has changed is they will not be playing the Flyers in the final. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck Flyers. Did we know a, a start date yet? Or yeah, the schedule wasn't put. They said the fifteenth. They said 15th. the fifteenth. Yeah. Go imagine. Leafs, go baby, go Leafs, go. I would imagine that does not include the Canadian division. Austin Matthews, greatest player in the NHL. Fuck, fuck Connor McDavid. All right, all right. Again, did you fall down and hit your head? Fuck Connor McDavid. What's he got besides speed? 102 points in 54 games. 100. Now, now look at how many goals the team has scored overall. Holy shit, boy! He is he has registered a goal or an assist. I think in like 58 percent of the team's goals. Billy, is that is that math correct? Well, nobody ever told me what the total was for Edmonton scoring goals, so I, I, I wouldn't really know that. 178 goals for. 178? He scored 33 goals. And no, no, goals and assists, points total. No, yeah, points, so it was 102 points yeah. and 178 yep. total? Yep. 57.3%. You were really exaggerating, Steve. When you said 58, that was seriously, that was... Yeah, you don't Sorry. round up, round down. Yeah. Sorry, I thought we were rounding up these days. Everybody, Sorry, everybody. What do you think? Where's you the think music? I, the... Want, I want an apology with the music. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> what do you th- What do you think about your your bet here, Tom Fox or Hedman? Uh it's 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 Hedman. You think it's gonna be Hedman? Uh, I I it has to be. To Those all you to all you numbers people out there, I'd just like to apologize for my extreme exaggeration. Uh, fifty c fifty seven point three is not 58%. It's not even close. I don't know what I was thinking. And I, I just want to say I'm sorry to all the mathematicians out there that are listening. Yes. Never, I'll never make a mistake like that again. I'm sorry. Apology God. accepted. I mean, that should that that to me is a starter for the show. People will understand it. It's no. fantastic. Um, anybody going, everybody's still picking Colorado or Tampa to win the cup? 
I'm definitely moving away from Tampa. I was I was high on Tampa, but I'm moving away you from never Tampa. Picked Tampa to win I had, up you picked Colorado. Pretty sure I had Tampa, but I had I them Tampa? in the finals, didn't I? Billy and Nick had Tampa, and Steve yeah. and I had Colorado. Wait, you Colorado, Tom? I thought you had Carolina. You, you picked uh, no, Colorado. I know. They were they were going to be the best regular oh. season. They were going to be the best team in the East. Oh. And I had Colorado over Philly. Fuck do I know? Fuck the. And who did I have as the other team in the finals? Did I have another team? Um, you may have said it, but I didn't write it down. Your your final four were Philly, Colorado, Toronto, and Dallas. Okay, Dallas, Dallas. Yeah, exactly, Dallas. Jesus, I mean, Jesus, like someone picking Vancouver in their final four. I suck. Can we fucking mute that prick? No, you can't. You know why? Because I'm the host. That's why. I suck. Mute this. I I don't know if I could be nice to this guy much longer. We're, we're all co-hosts, I thought. Man, look, did you see the yeah, pull really? power play right there? Uh, <laughs> oh, who's the host? Jeez. With me as always. Might as well say joining me as always. You know yeah. what? I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to start playing the fucking. I'm trying. I'm my ego now that I have a fan. Okay, you go. This is, and this is how this is how it started with Howard Stern. This is how it started. Thanks for listening, buddy. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to our whatever this is you mean my you mean my podcast you ranger <laughs> thank you for listening to my podcast with you. <laughs> no you can't <laughs> say they are just ridiculous uh, to deal with uh, this is as this evolves it's it's just going to become a conversation between you and matt there's you're just going to call him up and you're it's going to be you and him direct yeah, yeah. is he a lorita uh, he's a broly he's not a lorita he's a he's my he's my yeah he's a, my, Matt broly, you are you are the god you are the god of listeners Great job, buddy. Yeah, he's my right. my mom's uh, sister's kid. Took right. it, she took it. That's gonna end my podcast for tonight. I want to thank everybody for for listening. Don't forget to uh, to go to my Twitter handle at friends underscore rivals when you're on the shitter. Don't forget to check the Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, friends and rivals podcast. Click comment and share. Subscribe to our to my podcast wherever you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify. Leave us a rating. Uh, give us a review. It really will help the show out a lot. Before Billy says his witty comment, do you guys know which clothing item runs out of breath? Jesus fucking Christ. Pants. (laughs) (laughs) Pants. Am I supposed to follow that with something? Everybody shut up. That's fucking my podcast. Billy, play us out. Flyers, fuck, flyers, fuck, flyers.